Welcome to the We Serve podcast of Government Policy, Real Estate, and You. I'm Liz Recchia, Government Affairs Director for the West Valley, Pinal, and Cochise Counties chapters of the We Serve Association of Realtors. And this is your quick update for today. On June 5, 2020, President Trump signed the Paycheck Protection Program Flexibility Act of 2020, also known as the PPFA or PPP Flexibility Act. Why was this needed? Because with delayed guidance, imperfect rollouts, delays in funds being received, and an increasingly burdened small business community, Congress recognized the very program designed to aid small business was about to endanger small business. Keep in mind, there will be no PPP loan applications accepted after June 30, 2020. In the meantime, here is a quick list of what's new and suggestions for consideration before you apply for a PPP loan. There's a new PPP application, so make sure you download a copy of the correct application to apply. I have a link to the updated PPP application in the show notes of this podcast. If you already have a PPP loan, there is a updated PPP loan forgiveness application. Newly applying small businesses will have the covered period extended to begin on the date of the origination of the covered loan, and it will end 24 weeks later or December 31, 2020, whichever comes first. If you already have a PPP loan, then you can choose to keep the original 8-week period or switch to the 24-week period. If you're unable to meet the employee payroll requirements because employees are unable or unwilling to come back to work, then documentation is required in order to preserve the forgiveness aspect of the loan. You may also be able to maintain forgiveness if you're unable to find qualified workers for the positions offered. Once again, make sure to document these efforts. Some businesses may find their overall ability to get back up to pre-COVID-19 levels is difficult due to compliance with government requirements or CDC guidance. In order to preserve the forgiveness aspect of the PPP loan, make sure to document the regulations, guidance, and rules limiting your ability to become fully operational. The original PPP loan required at least 75% of the funds be used toward payroll and benefits costs. In the PPP Flexibility Act, that has been changed to at least 60%. The remaining 40% may be used to pay interest on a mortgage, not the principal, rent, or a covered utility. The total time to repay the loan has been extended to five years. Businesses who took a PPP loan may be able to delay paying payroll taxes. There are changes to the payment deferral period as well. For those applying for forgiveness, it has been changed from six months after the end of the covered period to the date on which the amount of forgiveness determined under Section 1106 of the CARES Act is remitted to the lender. For those who are eligible to apply for PPP forgiveness but do not apply, those loan payments will begin on the day that is not earlier than the date that is 10 months after the last day of such covered period. 
there is a significant amount of documentation required both for forgiveness and for tax purposes. Markham Tax Accountants and Advisors, one of the largest tax advisors in the country, hosted a webinar on June 12th with lots of information and the changes highlighted in red for easy reference. The tax considerations center around IRS Notice 2020-32 regarding the taxability of PPP funds. Here's an excerpt from that notice. Specifically, this notice clarifies that no deduction is allowed under the Internal Revenue Code for an expense that is otherwise deductible if the payment of the expense results in the forgiveness of a covered loan pursuant to Section 1106B of the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Securities Act, the CARES Act. For those of you wondering what all that means, some of the tax deductions you may be counting on may no longer be available to you if you took PPP funds. Secretary Mnuchin's announcement on June 8th highlighted some of the new elements, but we're still waiting for more guidance from Treasury, so watch for that guidance and consult with your CPA or attorney. As we continue down the road of uncertainty, new rules and conflicts between legislation passed into law and agency interpretation, I can't help but wonder, do we even remember when stabilizing small business was a concern and not a tragedy? That date would be March 17th, the day before the Families First Act was signed into law. The Families First Act pushed down the FMLA requirements to all business, including business with 50 or fewer employees. Between March 18th and March 31st, there was a torrent of small businesses realizing they could not comply with FMLA, and so the layoffs began. Perhaps a simpler way to correct this error is to simply go back to the original FMLA law. Go to www.weservegad.org to read the blog post on the PPP Flexibility Act with links to resources and information. Cities and Towns As Arizona cities and towns open back up, it's good to see that large economic development projects did not slow down. Casa Grande Mayor McFarland emailed me with a copy of Come Back Smart Casa Grande, a brand new brochure highlighting Casa Grande City Services as the city comes back with in-person services. I have a link to this helpful brochure providing information on city and community services, fire and police protection information, and information on the courts and other city services in the show notes of this podcast. You can get an update on big projects in Pinal and West Valley at www.weservegad.org. Lucid Motors and Nicola are moving along well. Metro Center is adding tenants. Desert Diamond Casino is open and several former dirt parcels are being built on. At the April West Valley Chapter Government Affairs Advisory Council meeting, the economic development directors from Casa Grande, Glendale, and Avondale all reported that projects are moving at or faster than anticipated rates. Jobs are coming into our regions, and that is great news. For the past month, I have been interviewing city mayors. All of them report big projects are on track, city finances and services are stable, and they all offer resources to help small business. You can listen to the city updates from El Mirage Mayor Hermosillo, Goodyear Mayor Lord, 
Maricopa Mayor Price, and Avondale Mayor Weiss at www.weservegad.org. Check under podcasts. Candidate interviews. It's June, and in seven weeks, the August 4th primary elections will be upon us. We Serve West Valley, Southeast Valley, and Pinal chapters have all completed their candidate interviews. We Serve is also partnering with the Scottsdale Association and Phoenix Association of Realtors to jointly interview candidates running for Maricopa County offices. Watch the We Serve newsletter and WeServeGad.org website to find more information as the We Serve Executive Committee completes its review of our workgroup and committee recommendations. July 6th is the deadline to register to vote. Not sure if you're registered? Go to your county's elections website. There you will find a link to register to vote, confirm your registration, and discover what and who will be on your ballot. Government Affairs Advisory Council Meeting The West Valley Chapter Government Affairs Advisory Council Meeting will be via Zoom on June 25th from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Our big project update will be on government programs and resources available to help you with your business. And we'll highlight some big projects bringing jobs and development to Pinal and West Valley. Our special speakers will be West Valley Government Affairs Advisory Council Chair Susan Nicholson and our chair-elect for 2021, Garnet Saylor. Learn how these two successful realtors have built, sustained, and grown their businesses, even during COVID-19 shutdowns. They will give you tools, strategies, and resources so you can think differently about your business to grow and prosper. We will have an issues forum so you can tell us your concerns and the issues you and your clients are facing. What can we serve do to help you? I'm Liz Reckia. Thanks for joining me today. I hope to see you at our Government Affairs Advisory Council meeting on June 25th. Please register at the WeServeGad.org website or at WeServe.Realtor. Don't forget to check the WeServe.Realtor website for COVID-19 updates and information important to your business. WeServeGad, advocating for private property rights, the right to private contract, and your business. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.